Hello, everyone. Rebecca Reinhardt here, the unintentional porn star. Yes, you heard that right. Last season, we took you through the logistical side of what it was like having a personal sex tape posted online without my consent. This season, I want to focus on healing. I hope that through my story, I can just inspire you to become the best version of yourself because you are amazing. So let's talk, shall we? Let's talk Tufts Talks. Just a personal disclaimer that I am not an expert on any of these topics, and I do encourage you to go reach out for some real help if you need it. There is nothing wrong with reaching out for help, and in fact, it has helped me get to where I am today. I can't wait for us to go through this podcast, and I am losing breath. Here we go. Hey, and we are back with Tops Talks. Today, we are going to be talking with Josie from Virgin Radio, and Josie and I met through some friends. We actually were out having a few drinks together and our conversation started to flow. The excitement was there. And now I am just so excited to have her here on this podcast. Within healing on my last season, there was an episode where Gina and I talked about the physical aspect of healing. And, you know, I was working on the mental side of my health and kind of neglected my physical side. Now I want to move into the other aspect of like dealing with the physical first and then having the mental side follow after. With Josie, she is such a beautiful individual and her and I connected right away. And so I'm very, very honored to have her here and super excited to chat about her story dealing with body dysmorphia. Personally, I have always wondered about getting things like breast implants or injecting fat. Apparently you can inject fat from one part of your body to another. Um, I think it's called body grabbing. I could have that wrong. You know, and I I judge myself on the potential of having these things done. There's a movement within inside myself personally that's like, I need to be natural. And sometimes I'm going, well, why? Like, who cares? I think as long as the intention is very pure and it is solely for yourself, then it doesn't really matter what anyone thinks. To me, so long as it's coming from a healthy place and a place of like, I want to better improve myself for myself, then why the heck not? So for me personally, I'm curious, what is it like to make changes to your body and have such a drastic change? And what does that feel like? What does it do to your mental health? Is your social life change? Like what changes? And I have a feeling it's everything. So let's get into this talk with Josie. Josie, thank you so much for coming on to this podcast. By the way, we are shooting most of this podcast amidst this COVID pandemic. So instead of meeting up in person, we have decided to do a Zoom chat. And this audio is pulled from that Zoom chat. We are working with what we got, people. And the messages are just simply too important not to share. And the momentum and energy is there. So here we go. I don't know if you believe in this stuff. I don't really know about it, but like Mercury retrograde apparently is here and it's like supposed to leave soon or whatever but like it is real like oh my gosh honestly it doesn't surprise me like the other day I just woke up just mad you know you're just just mad and you're just mad the whole day I was like that today at work too and near the end of the day everything just started happening all at once in like the last hour of my shift and I was like I can't handle this I have to leave right now (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, it's just, a it's wild. So I think 
that's, you know, it's so funny in like acting and everything. It's like, just start from there, like start from where you are. And, um, that's, I guess where this is going to (laughs) start. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck me. Okay. So then on that note, um, cause you know, we talked about it and I also looked into your Instagram, you're dealing with a lot to do with like the body I'd say in terms of your process and what that looks like and how you're choosing to move forward and how you're healing. And so I would love to tap into that. Um, Mm -hmm. because I think for me, I, I, when I was healing, I almost neglected my body. It was really interesting. Like I went so internal that I like neglected externally. Whereas I feel like your process is almost like you're taking the external and moving internal. I feel like it's almost like, it's almost opposite, like completely you and I, because I totally only pay attention to my body and very often don't consider the mind. So like I just worked for so long to make my body look the way that I wanted it to. And then eventually I got to a point where I was like, I, I'm not even happy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like, it's funny. Cause I feel like often it's like one or the other, like you work so hard on your mind, but then you forget about the importance of taking care of your body. And it's very rare to come across a person who does both all the time. Cause it's a lot of work, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot to focus exactly. on. Um, so I guess to share with the audience, if they don't know you, so can you walk through what your process has been like and what it means for you taking things on physically? Um, like what have you done in order to take care of your body physically? Oh, yeah. Um, so basically when I was 19, I went to like a birthday party and um, there was pictures taken and I got tagged in a photo and I realized that I was like just so overweight and my friends all saw the picture and I saw the picture and I was like I was like oh my god like who is that and they were like that's you um and I was like I need to like make a change and my friends were like honestly we actually really think that it'll be detrimental to your health if you don't and I was like not even 20 years old so I like stepped on a scale for the first time in like years and I was just under 300 pounds and I'm five foot seven I was extremely overweight. I, I did nothing. I was overeating. I was unhappy. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. So immediately then I started going to the gym. Um, I lost about 40 pounds in like two months. Like it was super easy at first because my body was just like shocked. Like it was, it was like just shocked. And then I stayed at that weight, like around like 250 pounds for like probably three years. Like I just like chilled out there. And then it wasn't until like 2015 that I like joined Weight Watchers and um, started to like really get the ball rolling. So it was just over the last like five years or so that I've dropped the rest of the weight. So I'm down like 130 pounds almost, I think. And um, it's been really awesome. It's been a really cool process to watch my body change and like learn lessons for health and fitness. And I've made like a lot of friends in like the fitness community, which is really awesome. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of struggle came along with it because, well, I mean, obviously it's really hard to lose that much weight. It's hard to lose two pounds, let alone a hundred and whatever. Yeah. But when you lose a bunch of weight, sometimes your body doesn't bounce back the way that it's supposed to. Right. So I had a bunch of extra skin. I still do on my arms and on my legs, but like I got the skin removed from my stomach and my back. 
Yeah. So that was like a pretty lengthy, um, scary situation that I don't know if you want me to get into that part just yet. Um, but I did that and it was like a whole thing cause it's a big financial, uh, burden. It's not free. Right. So you have to pay for like, the plastic surgery. Wow. And, um, once I got around to doing that, I kind of came out of that process. First of all, just like scarred because I got a really bad infection and I almost died in, <laughs> after that surgery. So oh, wow. it's, yeah, it's just bizarre. And then after that, I like came out of it. I was healing. My body was like starting to move again. I was in the best shape, like looks wise I'd right. ever been. I was like still a little bit weak and stuff. And I remember thinking like, why am I still so miserable? Cause the whole lead up was like, okay, you're going to lose the weight and then you're going to be happy. And then I lost mm-hmm. a bunch of weight and then I was like, I can't last so happy. And I was like, Oh, well, you know what? Then it's probably just all this excess skin on your body. Mm-hmm. Once you lose that, you'll be happy. So I went, paid the money, got the surgery. And then I came out and I'm healing and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so miserable. Like, am I just a sad person? Like this isn't supposed to be how it is. I look how I want to now. Why aren't I happy? And that's when I started going to therapy and like figuring out like the internal part of my struggle. But like, it was just like a, obviously a huge, huge weight. Wow. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting because I mean, this is a totally different way to relate. I'm even not trying to relate, but I had this thing where I would jump locations because I was like, well, this location is going to make me happy. Oh, this location. Oh, this job. Oh, this. And then same sort of realization where I was like, hold on a minute. Everything is following me no matter where I go. So then I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. this must be like an internal there's something internally going on. Like what is the root cause of this? Like either anxiety or this sadness or the fear or, you know, whatever it is. And so, yeah, it was, it's funny because we all just think that there's an easy solution and in turn, it kind of is like go internal, um, check in, Mm -hmm. learn about yourself, face your fear, Mm -hmm. you know, talk about things. So it is like simple, but to get to that point, is pretty, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of courage. Like I look at your story and I see a very courageous person because you're putting in the work. Like even if the process isn't necessarily perfect and you're like, oh, I went at it from a very external physical place, like you're putting in the work. And then now you're like, okay, wait a minute. I'm aware that something's off. And now you're putting in the work again. Like And I, you know, and I think that just talking with people and I'm connecting with people more like-minded, of course, but then sometimes you get the flip side where you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you're unhappy right now. Like something's off, Mm -hmm. like do something, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness. Like, it's just, it's very loaded. And I think, yeah, again, like what you're doing is very important and sharing your story, like you're already doing that. And I just think that like everyone is going through something. I don't want to diminish what you or I or anyone is going through, but it's like, Mm -hmm. if we can just actually face it and work on it, then it will get better. 
you know, like it absolutely, oh, absolutely. But sometimes putting in the work is hard because it always gets worse before it gets better. Oh, and like the, the road always looks so long from the beginning. Right. And like, when it comes to like, let's say like physical, like physicality is like, it, it, it gets worse before it gets better because you literally just like, you make yourself sick. Like you, like you're obsessed and it gets to be a problem. And it's the same way with like mental health, you have to dig up everything that's making you feel this way. And then you find out that like, like, I don't know, personally, like I see a psychologist once a week mm-hmm. and I find out all of a sudden after all this time, I have all this childhood trauma uh-huh. and I like yeah. that I didn't even know existed. And that like, I, that I like, like feel this way because of these people and all this stuff. And then you sit there and you dwell on that and you have to like relearn every lesson you ever thought was true. And it's just like, it's just so much work (laughs) and sometimes it feels as though with the same as weight loss like I remember when I first started I was like is there even a point this is going to take forever Mm -hmm. and and you have the same kind of like thing with mental health where you sit down with a psychologist for the first time and then like very often like I used to go to therapists new ones once a month I'd sit down with a brand new one I tell them my story and they'd be like we'll see you next week and I'd be like I don't think so and then I wouldn't see that person again I'd go to the next person and I'd start all over whereas like actually sitting down and like committing to one person and like doing the damn thing from the start is a, is like a scary thing for anybody to do, but I highly recommend it. (laughs) And that's the thing. So a part of me in my process is like, I think the scariest part for more people, most people is like taking that first step in a way, because I think that with the self-development journey and yes, reparenting is a really big conversation right now, but a lot of people are going, okay, I see it. I hear about it, but like, how, you know, like, how do I start this process and how is that going to look like? And they're talking about feeling like you get smashed kind of when you do this process. And so like, people are like, well, why would I want to do that when I'm coasting and I'm fine? And it's like, are you really fine? Are you really happy? And I don't know if you're at this point yet because everyone's process is different. And I'm still like, I'm maybe, I feel like I'm around 75% in my journey and it's been years. But there are moments when I feel legitimate happiness, legitimate peace, legitimate like sense of worth. And it's still kind of fleeting for me right now. I'm not going to lie. Like it, it comes and then I'm like, oh, no, where'd you, where'd you go? But yeah. to me, doing this work and getting slammed on the floor and acknowledging the real shit, parental stuff, it's yeah. not their fault. It's not their fault. It's society. It's the patriarchy. It's all these things. But it's like, once you start to face your real shit and face your reality, it's like, that's when you yeah. can build. And that's exciting. It's hard though. Like it's yeah, I know. hard, but it's, I, for, for me, it's like, there's no other way of living now. Mm-mm. I don't know. If well, we learn how to like live your life and stuff. And I actually like funny enough, talked about this exact thing with my psychologist yesterday. Huh. And it's funny because I am, I'm a happy girl. Like I, I'm fun. I'm, I'm fun. I think there's a difference between being fun and being happy. And mm-hmm. I'm fun. I'm always fun. Well, mostly, but I was with her yesterday and I was like, um, I was like, I just don't really see the point. And she was like, in what? And I was like, in life. 
And I was like, and I don't want to die. Like I'm chilling. I'm happy to be alive. I'm grateful, but I, I don't get it. Like what you just live and then you die. And I was like, I haven't been present in a moment. My whole life feels like I'm never there. I'm always waiting for the next thing. And I was like, and I just, I just, I don't think I'm happy. And this is after like, literally I've been seeing this woman almost every week for a year and a half. Wow. (laughs) And she was like, okay. Um, she was like, well, what about when you play music? What about when you play guitar? What about when you sing and write music? And I was like, that is probably the only time that I ever feel fully happy. And then she said that there's actually a lot of people who don't even have that. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Okay. There are so many things going through my mind right now. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Um, bear with me as I try to put this together, but a, as an artist, I completely relate. And I'm watching these shows that are talking about like the sixth sense or this connection to like the universe through either art or something. So totally relate on that. Love that. And like, yes, thank you for gracing us with this, especially with what we're working through. On another angle, there's someone and some people in my life that are at the point in their existential process or whatever you want to call this, that they, Mm -hmm. I say the same thing too, sometimes where I'm like, what is a fucking point? Like, yeah. Okay. We feel all these things. Yeah. I'm going to work through all these things and feel good, but like, what's the point? And then now that I'm further along in my process, I'm like, Oh, I I get it. Like, I understand the point is just to exist. The point is to be present. Yes. The point is to enjoy even the challenging things in life. The point is to witness that and and enjoy that and, and find gratitude for that because it's all helping us become these beautiful, aware, experiencing beings. Well, that's the thing. And like, it's such a strange thing because I I don't know if you're anything like me. I'm stressed about everything all the time. Always worried. Always, always, always worried. And I, and I was talking to her yesterday about this and, 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 and I was like, a lot of people say things like life short, work hard, right? Life short, achieve your, your, your goals. And I'm like, life's short, be happy. Like, I feel like what else are we doing? What I'm going to life short, pay off your credit card, life short, work (laughs) your ass off. Like, no life short, be happy. Like if you're miserable and you're working a job you hate and you're putting all your money into debt that you spent on shit that you didn't even want. Like if you're not happy, like literally it's, it's crazy because it's so simple. Like life is so simple. We were born we are alive and we get to do literally whatever the fuck we want with this time. That's it. And I, I per, I'm saying this, but I don't even know how to I know. do that. I don't know how to not worry. I don't know how to be happy. I don't know how to live, but there's like, that's the only point mm-hmm. is to feel happy. Wow. It's so true. And it's so funny. The word happy, my family, actually my like dad is very much about like happy is such a fleeting word, but I understand mm-hmm. what we're talking about. We're talking about presence and joy and gratitude and all these things, yeah. the term happy. Um, it's so interesting because that's with, with my life coach, I'm working on presence and I have been for fuck, like, um, 
years, but more actually <laughs> practicing the art of like letting go and letting life exist and be there for a few months, I'd say. And oh shoot, where's my mind going, Rebecca? There's so many things, but um yeah, like to me, the most beautiful thing right now, and I used to feel this as a kid, I don't know if you relate to this, but as a kid, I used to look at a leaf and just feel like so present and so happy and excited by like a leaf as an example. And I'm having those moments again. And I'm like, oh, this is life. Like I look at a duck and I'm so happy and I'm like, this is life or (laughs) even going through like a breakup or going through like financial problems. I'm like, this is life. Like, yeah. uh, And, and, and I don't know if it's like related to a, a childlike sense of awe or something. I'm not exactly entirely sure where that comes from, but it's coming back into my practice and stuff. And it sounds like you're doing a similar sort of journey and, and it's like, yeah. Yes. What is the of life that's fair, but also like, why not? Or something. Are you working with the whole like inner child, like, like letting it like come through and stuff? Cause that's kind of what, what we talk about and, and what you just mentioned about like looking at things and like finding happiness, like in those moments, I haven't reached that point yet. And like, it kind of like, like thinking about it, I'm like, I can't remember the last time that I was in a moment by myself with another person. And I thought, wow, this is life right now. You know, like I just, I'm always like, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? Like never right here. And I saw this thing yesterday on Instagram and it was like, (laughs) if you don't learn to love the snow, you're going to have a lot less joy and the same amount of snow. And, (laughs) and it's so true. Like you, you have to literally take things as they come and find ways to love the way it's going. Cause if you don't, you're just going to be miserable and those things are going to keep happening. But but I don't, I don't follow these rules that I'm reading out to you right now. So like, I don't know, like it's, it's easy to say easier said than done, but. But I think that's what this, I think that's why conversations like this are so beautiful and so important is because I I can relate to that because I've been there and I have those moments still. And it's almost like as soon as something clicks, it's so easy, but then you're like, well, how, I don't even get it. Like, how did, how did I get here? And so I think it's important to share also that like, even within your process of reparenting or living Mm -hmm. in the now and practicing being present, letting go has been a huge part of my presence, by the way. I don't know how, I don't even know how that relates, but I think it's important to share that it can feel confusing and it can feel like you're saying things and you're almost like, not a hypocrite, but kind of, you're like, Hey, enjoy your life. But like, Oh my God, at two, you got to do this. And Oh my God, my money situation or like this gig that's, you know, and it's like, if I'm saying this, but I spent the whole day scrolling into my banking app being like, what was I thinking when I bought that? You know, just to be like, prioritize like the wrong wrong things but what like something else that's like been part of like the whole healing process and like figuring out why this happiness didn't come like just with looking better or like eating better like because I needed to like work on this what thing something we've been working on for like ever that I still haven't perfected is like feeling your feelings as they happen and like acknowledging them 
like the other day I was mad about a guy and I was like really fucking annoyed because I got ghosted and I was so, 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 so mad. And I was telling her this and she was like, so what did you do? And I was like, I texted him and she was like, and you tried to change him, but you can't do that because he, cause he's not, he's not yours to change. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's true. I did that. So then she was like, did you let yourself feel annoyed and angry? Or did you just keep telling yourself that you shouldn't waste your emotions on this person? And I was like, I kept saying I shouldn't waste my time being angry or annoyed. She's like, so then you coop up all of these feelings and you don't ever feel them. And then all of a sudden this anger and annoyance just kind of like lives inside of you. And, but yeah. then the problem is, is then, then you get so concentrated on making sure that when you're angry, you feel it. And when you're annoyed, you feel it. And when you're anxious, you feel it, but then you'd never acknowledge when you're feeling good. Cause you're supposed to feel that too. Like if you're unhappy in a moment, you should take that moment and feel happy. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, it's, it's like just as important as all the rest of the emotions, you know? It's almost like things are hyper-focused on feeling so good that we like have to yeah. acknowledge all the negative stuff when it's like it all mm-hmm. exists together. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Again, I had so many things. Okay. A few things on that too is like, okay. uh, A, personally and on a global scale, I would love for all of us to be at a point where we're so self-centered, we're so in love with ourselves, we have the boundaries, we're able to process emotions and witness emotions and express them and then release them. And we're just so peaceful in ourselves that like, it doesn't matter if someone ghosts us. It doesn't matter if someone has to leave because they're not ready yet. It doesn't matter if someone swears at you on the street because you're like, no. I love myself and I'm, I love you, you know? And it's like, people always think it's And like you're also like backwards, but I don't know. Exactly. And you have these moments too, where, where like you let, like, it's, it's your choice how you process any kind of feeling. Nobody can make you be mad. You let yourself be mad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, today I was texting one of my friends and I was like, why are you being rude right now? And he was like, the way that you are reading these is not my fault. I'm not being rude. You're reading these the wrong way. And that's your problem. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I just made myself mad. because I thought you were mad, but the other person has nothing to do with you. And I feel like just like what you just said about like being self-centered that I think one of the main problems is like our generation of people is that up until now being self-centered was bad and having confidence in yourself. You mean? Exactly. Yeah. And having, having confidence, being like, I love me. All I need is me. I'm independent. I'm a badass bitch. People would look at you in the past and be like, ew, stop. Totally. But there is a sense of one-sidedness to that, in quotations, confidence and to that I'm good alone. Like we all need help. We all need support. We all need love. We all need to feel so good about ourselves that we can accept, give and receive and be, and find the equality and the balance. So I do see the yuck in that, but I also see that my theory is with, with change is that it needs to almost go a little bit more extreme before it levels out. And so I think that's what has been happening in society almost is like, we have become so like me is important 
but it almost does neglect the side of community and the side of like, like I, as much as I love me, like I'm also practicing how to lean on my friends more. Like I snuggle with my friends more than I ever have. And I reach out and Mm -hmm. I say, Hey, I need somebody right now. And so I guess if the argument could be that that still is, um, kind of like, I don't know, not selfish, but like in a, in a way you could almost see it as that, like where you're like, I need help right now. Or like, I, nothing is going to get through this boundary, you know, like I see yeah. thing, but it's like, I just, for me, I'm so aware of these, all these different sides and how it can be dangerous to go just towards happiness and just towards self, um, uh, sufficiency or, or what the word, what's the word, but we are all a mix of bad, good, alone, needing people, um, unhealthy, healthy. Like, I think it's to me, as I'm learning and and discovering all these things, I'm like, Oh, it just literally needs to be like an awareness and a harmony of how is this this either challenge or whatever helping me and how is the success also helping me and how can we celebrate both sides to allow yourself to just be this complete like peaceful (laughs) monk (laughs) well I think that like everything's changing so quickly and and what and what what I mean by like the whole like self-centered thing and like the whole like me thing and like I I love me and I'm amazing and beautiful and this and that is that up until now speaking like that was frowned upon if you were a woman who walked into a room and said I'm confident I'm amazing nothing can stop me I'm beautiful I'm smart I'm kind everybody else would look at you and be like the fuck like you love yourself oh my god she's obsessed with herself and now all of a sudden self-love, positivity, listing off your assets. Confidence is the sexiest thing a woman can be all of a sudden because it used to be self-deprecating and scared. And now confidence is the only thing a man wants in a woman. And it's like, there's all these crazy different things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and it's like now everybody that grew up in a schoolyard where we're saying, I love myself was a big no. Mm -hmm. Jumping into a place in life where you're supposed to yourself is like, it's a really hard relearn. Oh, and it's strange to suddenly be like, like, like it's like, it's encouraged to openly be the most confident person you can be. And, and that's not how it's always been. And so yeah, it's beautiful that we're at this point, technically. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's great, but it just takes time. And now everybody's going to therapy and trying to learn how to how to do self-love and and it's it makes sense why it's so fucking hard for everybody because it because nobody was allowed to before you know and now we are and it's just like it's a whole learning curve that we're all going through it's like okay so now I have to find this confidence that I was taught to squish down my whole life right and I feel like that's kind of like where things can get a little bit complicated and and weird, but just uh, off the heels of what you were saying before in regard to um, needing people. Um, I was actually talking to my psychologist. I was like, I was like, I just want to be fine on my own. And she kind of explained it to me in the sense of, and don't quote me because I don't exactly know how the science of the brain works. But if you grow up, like say without a dad around all the time, um, you lack 
a certain emotion that you need. Mm -hmm. And when you grow up, you can only get that from somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so I have like actual daddy issues. And she was like, yeah, but that's not bad. Like she was like, it's just, it's just like, she's like, it's so it's crappy that so many people think that you need to be alone and you need to be independent because you're supposed to rely on other people to give you certain emotions and a certain sense of safety and security. And like, I don't know. There's just so much to learn, you know, like, I don't know anything. It feels like I was like, Oh, so I am allowed to want someone. Okay. Yeah. I'm so I'm learning that too. And I'm learning about, um, attachment styles to kind of feed into that more where, um, I have an anxious attachment style because of, uh, abandonment or something in childhood or an opinion of rejection. And so I grip and, So I'm in terms of like attachment styles, I would like a secure attachment with my friends, with my family, with a partner, you know, where it's like, you are so secure in yourself that you can be secure with someone else. And I think that's where healthy relationships live is in this Mm -hmm. safe, secure attachment. And I don't think a lot of us know how to do that because we're either avoidant I don't know all of them, but they're like, there's like an avoidant one where a lot of, I find this is my opinion and I'm not generalizing, but a lot of men have an avoidant because they weren't taught to have emotions or be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And they have the avoidant, the ghosting, the like, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not going to talk to you. And a lot of women were taught um, either like Disney movies or whatever, that like we need a man and that like a man is going to fill us and that they're going to take care of us. And then we're all in this generation being like, wait a minute, I don't fucking need that. Like I Mm -hmm. actually take care of myself. I'm really fucking good on my own, but like, I still want that. And I think it can get confusing. And that's why I think we sometimes feel confused is because there's, it's still new in our vocabulary as like a society online in person, whatever that like, we can need people. Yeah. But also just like, there has to be a sense of like, yeah, self. Oh, I, self. yeah. Wow. Um, wow. There's just like so this. Like, <laughs> what was that? Sorry. We're hitting so many topics of like process because it's funny. You're like, the more I learn, the more I'm like, I know nothing. And it's interesting where our conversation is going because that's exactly what, this process for me and I'm assuming for you has been like, yeah. where it's like you hit one thing and all of a sudden you're over here and you're like, how did I get here? But it all relates. Well, that's the problem. But what, but the, the, and the simple aspect of all of it, like, and all, all of it in the end, really from what I've gathered and I might be wrong is that the only person that you need to work on is you. Mm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to fix other people mm-hmm. and you don't need to go look for validation from other people because other people's opinions don't matter. Yeah. But, and that was what, what, what I figured out the other day is like, I give the opinion of somebody else more merit than I give my own opinion. Yes. Like I could be like, I love this shirt and you could be like, I don't like that shirt. And I'd be like, well, then I'll change. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that would be like, because, but for some reason, every human being, literally we are born equal. And then obviously the hierarchy of, of just life, people get placed above you in the sense of their careers. That's yeah. literally it. It's the yeah. only thing that can put somebody above you technically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
but we're all equals. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, we all find this ability to give other people more validation than we give ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if you only take validation from other people, you're never going to believe them if you don't, if you don't know. So I feel like something that I've personally just like growth wise been working on is, is just at like you, how am I, how am I feeling? Instead of being like, how, how are you? Be like, how the fuck, how the fuck am I? Mm-hmm. And ask that and ask yourself how you are and ask yourself what your opinion on this is. And don't look for the validation of some random guy you met online to let you know that you're fun. Cause you already know that you are. Mm-hmm. He just didn't like you, you know? And it's just like things like that. You have to stop searching for validation in strangers and people that you don't even know and giving them more credit than you give yourself. Like you're the only one that matters to you. Gosh, honestly, that's so beautiful. (laughs) And like, it's so, it's so true. And whether it's a guy or a family member or a job or a a boss, or it's so true that we just need to keep tuning into ourselves and be like, how are you feeling? How are you doing? What do we need to do right now? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this has been awesome. And I almost, um, like I almost want to start to tie things up and be like, okay, first of all, maybe let's see if like, so tying this into how you started with the more physical side, like look at where you are now. And if there's one thing that you would want to leave an audience with from your journey, whether it's like a sentence or a word, is there something you can think of that you would want to share I want to say, and it's not really like I said, it's like more of just like a little bit of an explanation. Um, I had this realization the other day. If 18-year-old me got a glimpse of me now, she would be so fucking excited to get here. Oh, She would see everything I have achieved in my mind, in my body, in my career, in my friendships, my relationships, and she would be so happy and so stoked to, to end up where I am right now. And for some reason, I still find ways to be negative and angry and not good and feel not good enough every single day. So if you can just take a minute to look at where you are and think about how proud the younger version of you would be of you right now, just soak that in. And then obviously, if if you feel like younger, you would look at you now and be like, what are you doing? Then that's also a good reason to get the ball rolling on working to change yourself. But um, it just kind of puts it into perspective that like young isn't you would be excited that you turned out this way, you know? So like basically self-work and your work is worth it. Totally. It's always worth it. And no matter what, no matter what, Time is going to pass. You do what you want with it. But six months from now, you could be a different person mentally, physically, if you put the work in and you start today. Yeah. Like, because no matter what, it's going to be 2021 at some point. Thank God. And, <laughs> and your choice is, the choice is literally yours. Nobody can stop you. Amen. I don't even, I'm not even religious, but amen. <laughs> For more information, please visit the unintentional porn star.com. 
There you can find links to the first season's podcast, my books, to a course that I'm creating, and many different features that will link you in to what my life has been like as a dance choreographer. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really grateful for our connection together through this podcast. And please remember that if you need some serious help, there are some seriously amazing people ready for you. Asking for help means you are strong. I love you so much. You are so amazing. I truly mean that. And I can't wait to connect with you somehow, somewhere in the future.